All right, welcome back. We're back to the Just Offside podcast, and today we're me and Mike are joined by another special guest. Very special. This, very special, yes. And this guy is a Toronto FC professional, as well as a Canadian national team uh, international. And uh, we got Richie Loria joining us today. How are you doing, Rich? I'm good, I'm good. How are you guys doing, man? We're good, man. We're excited for this, man. We're excited. You know, um, I had to ask, though, first, before we start, because we're both, obviously, African backgrounds. What's the... <laughs> How does the pr- pronunciation of your last name, the real one, that you need to pronunciation? The real, the in Ghana, it's Lai, and then the English way is Lorea. Is it Lorea? Okay. Yeah. Because, bro, people be butchering my last name too all the time. So, yeah. I, I know how you feel. Uh, how, how do they be pronouncing it? Bro, when, I, I, yeah, when I first started, I, might, I remember on Tuesday, they used to call me Makabuya all the time. I had to correct them. I was like, bro, it's Makubia, Makubia. So <laughs> crazy with it. Bro. I remember like the early days when Keith like first got in and it was like he got subbed on. And then like the commentators, we were like, me and my one friend were just randomly watching the game, came on at halftime, and he was and then they were just like, Oh, Keith Makabuya. And we're like, No. Yeah, these commentators, these commentators are something special, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> <Something> special. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, because I saw you put out the tweet, right? And like the pronunciation, everything. Like, uh, yeah, did it get no, to- we, I went to Gold Cup with the national team. And yeah. long story short, I was talking to one of the media guys there, and he has a lot of African friends. And he was telling me, he's like, oh, like the uh, Ghanaian pronunciation is, and he tried to say Lai, but couldn't really say it either. <laughs> no, like, no, it's Lai. But the English, the English way is Lorea. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. it sounds good. And then, uh, I don't know where it what it kind of took off from there and <laughs> in a bunch of different crazy ways. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, I feel it. But you did obviously you touched on the gold cup stuff, man. How's been uh, your first World Cup experience qualifying and uh, the gold cup experience too? Talk a little bit about that. Man, it's been it's been it's been special to be honest. Um these I I joined the national team just in 2019, so yeah. I've been played a ton of games but um i played a decent amount so to be able to play these world cup qualifier games it's been it was special you know but even before the world cup qualifier games i think the gold cups what yeah bro. i think um open uh everyone's eyes to what this team can be you know because yeah. of how oh, yeah. well we play the competition we're going against you know we're playing so well with missing some pretty core players as well yeah. so you know it was um the beginning of, I think, w- what people will now understand of a good group of Canadian uh, soccer players. So the experience has been unreal, man. You know, um, you know you're a soccer player. Um, yeah. you, you, you dream as a kid to playing in these type of games, you know, qualifier games to get you into World Cups, things like this. So it's, um, yeah, it's been, it's been surreal, to be honest with you. Yeah, and so the about- Octagon, like you've played yeah. every single minute of those three games as well. Yeah, yeah, I did, which was um, nice. I'm paying for it right now, but <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, in the moment, and even for the following camps and whatever else, yeah. I, I love it, man. International games are amazing. They're high intensity, and even just playing them, you know, I was telling, um, what do you call it? One of my best friends, I was like, if that game went, you know, the last game that we played against El Salvador, I was like, yeah, it could have yeah. went 90 more minutes and I would have been good to, Ready to go. Really? I was so fired up, so wired up. It was, it was incredible, you know? So it was, it's, it's, a, it's been a good experience. No, it's been dope, bro. It's been dope to watch, especially too. I started watching the Gold Cup when watching you guys and see you guys play. And I noticed, I think this is the first time I've noticed watching Canadian national teams, like you guys have no fear and you're not backing down from anybody. Which I love, and I see you two getting stuck inside. I'm like, yes, Richie, bro. Like, I see you. Yes, man. I love it. So, where do you think that come? What does that come from, man? Because I feel like it's the whole group, and you sense yeah. it as as people watching. You sense it too. Where's that? Yeah, no, from? no. It's everyone. Every no one like. It's it's like you said. There's no fear, man. We can't play like that no more. So um, we gotta establish ourselves as a, as a big national team, a good national team, and we know we can be. So I I think the days of a Canadian national team rolling over and letting whatever team it is do what they want with you is, is done, you know? So I think, um, I, I don't know what moment it really was, but I think we have yeah. so many guys that are just from some pretty similar backgrounds <laughs> yeah. that like, you know, we, we don't really, we don't take nothing from no one, you know, yeah, and bro. there's a lot of those guys on this team and then it rubs off on, you know, uh, on everyone, you know, one guy does it and then it just, it carries on and it's good. It shows that we're together because we are together and 
yeah, I think it just shows how strong and united this this group is. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, how much does like John Herdman had an impact on that? Yeah, John Herdman's had a he's had a big impact to be honest. I always tell people he's you know brought structure to the national team that it probably hasn't had in a very very long time. So he's brought structure. He's brought in a good staff, um, his support staff as well, coaches tech people all of that everyone is is super on it and knows exactly what they need or what we need and what we need as a group to succeed so it's been he's created such a good environment there with the national team and then on top of it he's a, he's a great coach and he puts us out there and gives us all the ideas we need and formations or whatever else it might be to be able to go out to games and do well so. i was gonna say when you saw the lineup and you're starting at left back what's going through your head <laughs> I've honestly not, nothing now because I played there a couple times. Under, a couple Greg times, Vanny. yeah. 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 Under, under Greg Vanny, I played there a couple times in 2020. And then uh, even with the national team in Gold Cup, I was playing a lot of the games after the first yeah. one, I think, at, at left back, actually. So it was, you know, something I, I, I'm okay with it. I think being versatile, especially in those type of positions, is yeah. good. And it, exactly. And it, it also it helps the team be adaptable in different ways where we can change formations because we have so many guys that can play in different spots. So it helps us personnel wise as well. Oh, true. Also, let's talk about like the togetherness. I see about it. It's even cool on not even togetherness, but also the talent we see now of the young players we have, but um, yeah, that kind of family togetherness. I see, I follow, I said, no fear of you guys. I see whenever someone like has some success or something, everybody's always reposting. It. It's really cool and dope to see. Kind of talk about that. Yeah, it's I'm telling you, it's just a culture that's been built in this national team now that it's it's a brotherhood and guys support each other. It's not it's it's um we we say it within the the camp, it's uh it's not a me mentality, it's a we mentality is what we have out there. So it's like um, you know, for example, as of late, like Tejon went and signed for um yeah. you know, everyone's reposting him because that's what it, I think, yeah, that's- everyone's everyone's happy for him or someone scores their first goal, someone gets married, someone has a kid, whatever it might be, you know, we're always yeah. in constant uh, contact with each other. And it's honestly, it's good because when you have teammates like this and you feel like these guys truly back you and support you, you, yeah. you can go out and perform the way you need to perform on the field because you know, no matter what, this person behind you, the guy to the left, right in front behind you has you. So it's, um, oh. it's a, it's a cool environment to be, to be a part of, to be honest. No, it's really cool. Bro. Really cool. Yeah, I was going to say as well, like me and Keith, we always talk about like ball and you always hear like the ball references of like you have like vets and you have the rookies and you have like a good mix and like a team. I feel like with Milan and the goal, Atiba, like some of those older guys that have like kind of been through it. And then that young crop coming up, it must be like a good mix. It's it's a it's a perfect mix. I always tell people like um, Keith knows them as well as. I would, but guys, you know, like also and yeah. Daniel and guys like that, you know, those are guys I grew up, even junior Kaba. Yeah. Uh, these are guys that um, growing up, I, I looked up to, you know, like I'm playing through the ranks, club soccer. And these are, these are the guys with you at TFC playing. Yeah. So like um, it, I looked up to those guys and now I'm on the same team as them. And then you have the higher grade, like you have the older guys as like in Atiba, junior, Milan, Stephen Victoria, guys like that, that you knew growing up because they were older than you and you're like, oh, what these guys do, I want to yeah. do that. Yeah. They have, you know, then uh, there's guys around my age, like me, Kamal, Mark Anthony, guys like that, that are in and around that age. And then you also then have the younger guys, Alfonso, Tejan, Liam Frazier. Crazy. You know, yeah. just, it's, it, it, but it's such a good dynamic because everyone respects each other. And you're, I'm playing with the guys that I look up to. I look yeah. up to entire club soccer career and then guys i didn't think i i would even be able to play with guys yeah. like junior and atiba you know like yeah bro those are legends big players yeah exactly big players and even guys yeah. like also in daniel you know like so it's it kind of just comes full circle and then i'm seeing young guys like guys younger than me like kamal fonzie johnny david yeah. all these young cats as well and it's like you know these are kids that like looked up to like some of the guys uh on this team as well so it's like yeah. the dynamic of it is just crazy and then you all become friends brothers whatever you want to call it and it yeah it just creates for a good uh dynamic oh man yeah that's so yeah. wicked it's so nice to see like yeah obviously you can we, just we tell from up. the outside you can just tell the group is just like everybody's ready and that one goal so we're we can't wait to keep watching man can't wait to keep watching special man
But, uh, bro, let's take us back, man. Let's go to the start. Let's go to the beginning, man. Where did your youth soccer days start at? Youth soccer, I was <laughs> playing Spanish league uh, on the, the fields at Janet Finch with... Bro, uh, I didn't know you played... Where you, you're a Brampton guy, no? No, no, Toronto, Toronto. You're Toronto? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then I was I was playing Spanish league out at Janet Finch with a team called Uruguay from when I was Uruguay. six to 12. And then, you know, in between there, I tried the region, the, what was it, district, regional, provincial. Yeah, you did all that? Yeah. Didn't go too good for me out there for me. So I, uh, Same, bro. Same, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that um, I went to Sigma after from 12 till uh, I left for college. So I was with Sigma FC from age 11, 12 till 18 when I went to University of Akron after for school yeah so tell us about uh i wanted to this is what i really wanted to get you on too because i know about, well, about sigma obviously back then a lot of players a lot of uh quality players right obviously provincial program that too but there's a lot of quality at sigma too so talk about um that and the decision to go there and your experiences with sigma academy yeah honestly the guys there just reached out to me i have played a game with uh the spanish league team uruguay and they were watching and they told me to come check out what they had going on. And, you know, they were obviously extremely, like, I think that was the first year of existence into Toronto. And they're like selling this pitch. And, you know, yeah. I, my parents like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about this. But, you know, my dad, thankfully, was like, no, let's go along. They have yeah. a good system. It feels like they were, they modeled everything they did around Ajax. So it was okay. obviously in Holland. My dad was familiar with Ajax and the Dutch way of playing and stuff like that. So he's like, yeah. let's give this a go. Like they seem really good. We went, the trainings were incredible. Bobby yeah. obviously was running out everything and he was top, top notch coach, good person. And the sessions were just so good. I went from, you know, training with Uruguay, which was a very good club for me. Yeah. And what he needed to do for me from when I was five till 12 and the technical part and all that. But once I joined Sigma, like, open my mind to like a completely different different perspective of football like we were yeah. watching like he was showing us clips of Ajax like at age 12 13 we're talking about building out the back and stuff like this yeah. is how indebted this guy was and, in <laughs> and what he was trying to sell so honestly it started there and then um I'm glad I did it and then also in the process I was playing with you know a lot of these guys that play on Forge Chris Nanko Kwame Awo yeah Becker, Bex Becker was, there. was Bex was there, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was Kyle, the Kyle, when did Kyle, Kyle was there too? Kyle oh. Laird was there. Yeah. So we, there's so many, so many guys that came. Yeah, through, bro, a lot of quality came out of that. And he's a guy that we not- played with, a guy that we played with that I remember like years ago seeing, like I saw his videos of training with you was Manny Margado. Oh, and man, like, well, I yeah, never Manny. knew about Sigma yeah, 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 yeah. until like him because yeah, we were both. Manny was regional program as well. And the three of us were playing. He didn't get, go further either. Then he went to Sigma. I was like, yo, what's Sigma? Yeah, and yeah. then all from that. But then I remember I just saw the videos of you guys like training, doing stuff, everything yeah, like yeah. that. So like, it's, it's actually kind of crazy because I think people looked at Sigma. Maybe not. I know now for sure they don't like this anymore. But before people used to look at Sigma and been like, like it's like there's no pathway to becoming yeah. a pro, you're going to go to, like, wh- why do you want to go to the States for school? Like, I don't know, you know, it's frowned upon back then, which is, like, yeah, you know, people, that's where all the kids are trying to go right now. Exactly, right? man. Like, on- honestly, like, and I I kind of had that in my head a little bit as well when I was going through the whole process because I saw all the young boys, like, Jay Chaps, Jay Hams, yeah. uh, Manu, all these guys yeah. uh, in uh, first team deals at TFC, and, I, like, I was going, like, I, I knew them, you know, just for me, yeah. you know, so I was like, damn, am I doing like the right thing trying to go to college yeah. or while all these guys are going pro at such a young age? It's going to be so good for them. But honestly, in the long run, it worked out perfectly for me. I got to uh, live away from home, experience something new, get education. And then still through that process, I found myself into the league. Sucks, so. yeah. Everybody's got different paths, man. Exactly. 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 So how, yeah, how was how Akron playing NCAA? How was all that? that was, honestly, that, that was another... Um, eye-opener for me because the first season I went there obviously coming out of Sigma I was like all right like Sigma is really good high level like I'm gonna slide in here real quick I'm gonna be good because like, <laughs> they bro I remember because when we would go to like MLSU Cups all that like Akron was the team like the school back then yeah yeah, yeah. one of the Even top schools soccer wise yeah to this day they still are they're they like still, a top, yeah top five top ten school always so. always yeah I was like yeah they're gonna be good but 
I, in my head, I'm thinking I should be straight, you know. So I walk in first days. I mean, I'm not not like I'm I'm, I'm built or anything different, yeah. like like a machine. But back then, I was skinny, like a lot skinnier. So I walk in. These guys, uh, it was it was. I went in the spring, so it's weightlift training all 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 season long. It's so I'm over there trying to bench press people. Like and I can't bench press nothing. <laughs> I do shit up, so I'm trying to do like these guys are just looking at me like, where did this kid like, where do you get <laughs> yeah, yeah. this kid's not gonna be good for us? And then I start playing games with them, and like the level which surprised me was we're playing spring games which aren't competitive, they're just friendlies. Yeah, because fall yeah. is when you play in your season. So I went in the spring and we were playing some games. I was like, the teams we we're playing against, they had like huge, huge dudes playing, yeah, and then push all over the place and like. I remember the coach was just like, yo, you're going to have to take uh, spring training really seriously. You're going to have to build some muscle. You're going to have to get used to the speed of play. It is physical. So I honestly, it was good. I went in the spring before the fall season to get like, I kind of got adjusted to it. But even then that fall season, I didn't like, I did good, but like not nowhere near my, I think I had a goal and two assists or something like that. And then the second season, I was like, nah, I got to come back and like, yeah, these guys like, I'm not no punk or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. The second season, my sophomore year, I came back and I had 11 goals, seven assists. Jeez. Jeez. Stuff like that. So I was just like, okay, like this is this is better. But honestly, first getting used to it, it was hard because, you know, my first time living away from home permanently. Yeah. I was living in a different country. Different country, yeah. Money's different. Phone, phone numbers are different, you know, yeah. like just a bunch of different things. But honestly, it helped me. I'm so grateful I went and played there because it taught me a lot of things but the, honestly the program there is amazing the coach i had is still there to this day jared and he's a soccer whiz like yeah kind of like bobby like sleeps eats everything is everything. soccer. yeah so it was it, it was perfect program for me to join so i was there for there for two years two years yeah, yeah two years and then got the phone call eh got the phone yeah. call so how was that yeah how was how does how does even the draft process work did you go to the combine or any of that for MLS? Yeah, yeah. So after that sophomore season, um, uh, the guys at Sigma, Bobby is the trainer and his brother Costa is was kind of managing all of Sigma. Then who then became my agent and he okay let me know. He's like, hey, like they want to, like the MLS wants you to leave school early and join the league on, it's called Generation Adidas contract. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like really? And just had a back and forth discussion with my well Costa who then became my agent and my family on what I should do really and then just decided I'm like yeah like I think this is a good time I'll, like I want to go now so they, it was it wasn't a lengthy process they let like he let me know and I think within a week max I like let him I was ready to say yes off the first yeah. off the <laughs> my mom, my mom was like no you gotta you gotta consider staying in school but you know African parents bro I know yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's a better for the African parents so um but no it didn't last too long and then yeah I, I accepted it and then I went to the to the combine the combine was actually in Fort Lauderdale I'm pretty yeah. sure and it lasted I think like four to six days something like that so it's just playing games playing games playing games uh, just games yeah i think you play like five games or something like that within the four days and then they fly everyone to at the time for me it was in baltimore we flew from florida to baltimore to do the draft which was also a really cool experience yeah how was how was all that man and did you know do you have any idea before what team we're gonna go to nothing because they yeah. inter you get interviewed by so many different teams you yeah, don't know true you don't know who really, really, really wants you. And if teams are just interviewing you to interview you just, there's so much that goes into it. So I yeah. didn't, I honestly didn't really know. And Kyle was at Orlando and right. yeah. he was telling me, he's like, Oh, I hope you come. Like, I hope they, they pick you. I hope you come out here. Like just stuff like that. And you know, I honestly didn't even know I'd go there. I was, I, I, I just wanted to be drafted. I wanted to yeah, be picked. Of course. You know, I didn't yeah. know where I was going. <laughs> At that point, I was like, I just got to get a club and move from there. But it was it was a cool experience. So it was pretty nerve wracking, though, because you hear the stories of dudes that sit there and don't Bro, get drafted yeah. and stuff like that. So like that's running through my head. I was like, man, they got to pick. Like they got to yeah, pick. Yeah. You know, like so it, was, it was cool. Nerve wracking, but cool. Yeah, that's dope. So talk about when your first year, obviously Orlando City drafts. You talk about your first uh, season there and kind of your struggles. I know it kind of took some time for you to find your footing there, but uh, talk about yeah your first experiences in MLS. Yeah. It was honestly kind of like what I was uh, when I first stepped foot in Akron. I had to get, re I had to adjust myself to the speed of play, 
adjust myself to, yeah, you were maybe one of the guys at Akron that people relied on. That's not the case anymore. Right at the bottom again, yeah. Exactly. Back to square one. There's there's a lot of guys here that have played X amount. You know, like, so you have to reestablish yourself in that sense. Mentally, you have to put yourself in a good place because you know it's going to be tough. And, yeah, I think um, that year in 2016, I dressed twice only the first two games of the season and then never made the 18 ever again. And nice. then um, I spent play- the entire season playing uh, second team games with o- yeah. OCB, Orlando City B. So that year was tough for me because obviously I had high expectations to debut in my first year and all that, that didn't happen. So then 2017 came around, I started dressing a lot more, but I was going yeah. up and down, up and down between the first and second team. And then finally made my debut in June of 2017 uh, in Chicago, which was a big moment for me. Yeah. But even then that season, I was kind of bouncing around both teams, but I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was playing first team minutes. Yeah, I remember watching seeing that, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, like this is going a little bit better. And then 2018 started really good first couple of games. And then the coach gets fired and new coach came in after that. Yeah. And then it was terrible for me. That was like yeah. the end of 20, once that new coach got hired, uh, James O'Connor, that was yeah. the worst spell that I had at Orlando City in terms of just fighting demons all season basically yeah. it was it was tough it was tough and that was going into an option year with your contract yeah going right? into so, that. that's tough that's tough so how did uh what happened with with tfc afterwards was there any other options or did toronto come calling right away we uh, my, with my agent they were trying to between toronto and i know i had some limited interests in cincinnati and vancouver Okay. But um, neither of those teams wanted to take a chance on me. And Toronto, you know, I'm from here. So I guess they were kind of like, yeah, he's yeah, he's not going to cost us anything. We don't have to pay him. He can come on trial and see, like, what he's like. So that's basically how the conversation went. And my representation had a pretty good relationship with Toronto, has a pretty good re- relationship with Toronto. So they were pretty welcoming to let me come and train and show what I can do. So it was seamless in that sense but at the same time i, I didn't have a contract and it, it was a trial so it was trial, still, yeah so. and that's th- 2019 season 2019 yeah i that's went cool. in with them the beginning of january and i didn't sign until march 21st jeez so that's the whole i saw something where you, yeah, your your wife just had a child as well yeah and my wife my wife was pregnant oh when i got my option declined uh at orlando Ooh. and then yeah, I mean, Keith knows MLS. The MLS pays stops after the twenty first of the. Bro, day. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> December, so you don't get that set. You don't get the next pay so almost at January. So, it was there was a bunch of things happening. She was um, she was uh, in Orlando. I was in Toronto, and then from Toronto, I went to you know the TFC guys like going to LA. So yeah, I was in LA. She was in Toronto. Uh, she was in Orlando. So it was. It was honestly, it was it was difficult. It was like I said to you, just fighting demons, mental games. She was good though. She like made it see, seem like it was all sunshine. It was all good there, but even well, though that's she- what some some people don't get, like what's going on with footballers off the field, man. You're dealing with that. You're on a trial. You got situations with the family that you have to deal with being away. Like man, that's tough. But yeah, it, it, it was it was it was a grind, but. She did her thing. She made me feel calm about yeah. what she was doing, and all I was focused on was soccer, which was which that's, was good. That's great, man. That's good. So, talk about man how how you started to establish yourself as a regular first team player. What changed for you mentally? Was it mentally, physically? What kind of change you got back home, and and uh, everything sort of sorted itself out for yourself playing wise. Yeah, I kind of just said to myself, like in turn, I was like, what I just went through with Orlando for three years, and especially after my option got declined to then sign with TFC, I like never want to put um, myself through that again, but more importantly, my family, because not only is my wife stressed, but like my parents, like every day are like, Oh, did you sign it? You know, like everyone like yeah, kind of like on me. So like, I didn't, I didn't like that feeling. So I was just like, I never want to put myself in that position ever again to like, I felt so vulnerable. And also I had, I, I could do nothing about it. You know, my, my life and my everything soccer related was in the hands of someone else versus it being in my hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of the mentality I've been going with ever since that happened. And then 
people people actually do say this and i've actually I, I read messi say this years and years ago that the birth of his first son like changed him like it like something yeah and I, I, that's how it felt like for me as soon as like my son was born it's like you have it's not only yourself you're worrying about right, or a spouse whatever like it's like now there's like a little person that needs like yeah. attention your help like you need to do well in order to put stuff on the table for him so like it like definitely changes you mentally as well for always for me at least to strive for more and more to obviously give amazing yeah give your family the opportunities you want them to have amazing bro yeah that's amazing man that's dope yeah and he's what a couple years now old then yeah he's two and a half right now two and a half bro sick yeah Yeah, i saw the video of you with him playing on the field how does that feel max i know he's gonna be able to look back and see does he like even know what what dad does at all right now does he have any idea he actually does somehow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> kid is crazy about soccer. You get back from BMO. I will probably be back at our place by like 10 30, 10 45. And this kid doesn't want to go to sleep. So <laughs> take his shoes off, runs to the living room, grabs a soccer ball. Daddy, you want to play soccer with me? I'm like, oh, okay, right, we can kick around for five minutes before you go to bed. And we end up being down here for 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Me and him kicking it back and forth. So I think he does understand and he talks about, he tells everyone that he went on the field with me. Um, really? Uh, yeah, that's adorable, man. That's, that's amazing. Sick, man. That's so sick. Yeah. You're like, yo, I just played 90. Can we just keep it? <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. <laughs> that's sick. That's sick bro. But also, how was it, man, during COVID? And you obviously you guys had to transition in, um, back to Florida. Well, I'm guessing yeah. you kind of knew the surroundings, but how was that playing with TFC and being away from Toronto that long? How did you adjust to that? It was tough. I mean, at first we went to uh, Hartford last year in 2020. Right, right. So, yeah. So, or no, are you right? We went to MLS back in Orlando first. Right, first, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was weird because everyone, we didn't know much about COVID then and it was like mm-hmm. we were going to the place, probably the one place, in, not the one place, but one of the places in the world that was, the most and like uh so it was kind of nerve-wracking for everyone because everyone's like we're about to go to orlando florida where covid is like skyrocketing right now so guys were on edge you know before we even got there two teams had been withdrawn from the tournament because they had too many positive cases wow. so it was just it was a mess man so we were just honestly a tough that was a tough time being in orlando because it yeah. wasn't in real life you know like we yeah, were yeah yeah stuck in our rooms rooms mask everywhere don't really interact with other people go to training come back hang around your team you know what i mean like they, they didn't yeah, even really want yeah. us hanging around in each other's rooms you know i'm yeah like, so so it, that that part was tough and then we came back here we started playing games the canadian games here which was nice and then after that ended, we had to find a place to play. And we went to Hartford, Connecticut. And honestly, we had a pretty good season there. Like we almost won yeah, support. Guys, we're, doing, yeah. we're, doing, we're doing our thing. And it was it was different. I've never been to Hartford, Connecticut before. <laughs> I probably would never. Uh, <laughs> say, I don't know. <laughs> I've never even heard of that place, bro. <laughs> but, uh, we were out there. We made the most of it. We had a good season. And so uh, we, we were a little bit rocky at the end. And I think that was just due to the fact that guys were without their families. We'd, yeah. we'd been hard for, for 20 days, come back here for like 24 to 48 hours, get back on a flight, go back to heart. So it was, you were seeing your family, but like barely, you know, so yeah. it, was, it was tough for guys. And yeah, so we were hoping 2021 was going to be a little bit better. And then we come into the season, we're like, surely we're going to be playing at home. We'll and back, like, nah, yeah. You guys are actually going to Orlando for six months. So we were in Orlando from end of february or beginning of march till i don't know when we even came back july or something like that the team, team came back in in july or so so it was so was your wife and son they stayed there in toronto they were in no no because we spent off season with their family oh in, so you're down out there okay yeah so they're in la so they just came, they came and met me in orlando in april but everyone else's families were here like the majority of them were here and then came and Jeez. Same and it, it, honestly, it was it, it was it was pretty good in the beginning, but you know, we weren't doing well. We're, we were yeah. we weren't going, so it was kind of ruining the atmosphere in a sense where it's like yeah. we're away from home, and we're not getting point. You know, like so it kind of became yeah. draining at some points. But you know, we grinded through it. We got through it thankfully, and yeah, brought us to where we are now, where we we are able to play games at home and travel yeah. to games. So. 
it's it's definitely better. But it's both both of these years, this year and last yeah, year, yeah, man, it's been crazy, bro. Yes. The world's been crazy the last two years, man. Like, can't imagine, especially leaving for six seven months at a time. Don't know what's gonna be happening all the time. It's just like it's been a mess. But yes. good to have you guys back here. It's good to have you guys back. Thank you, bro. I just got to turn it around next season. Yeah, finish on a high and they're ready to go again. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, obviously the TFC season hasn't gone, like, to plan. But, like, now as you're, like, approaching the end and you kind of know that, like, playoffs isn't happening, is it, like, harder to, like, train and, like, prepare? Or is, like, Canada on the back of your mind? Yeah, for me, just the way um, I'm wired, I want to compete and even – if we, we couldn't make the playoffs, I would still go out there and play hard, but just because, you know, this is what I love to do. And yeah, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to go out like that, losing the rest of my games or anything like that. You know, like even yeah. if we, if we were to win the rest of the games from here on out and we still make playoffs, at least I feel, I, I would feel better about myself. I know the rest of the guys yeah. on the team will feel better about themselves as well. So it's, and sometimes well, that carries on to next season, man. So exactly. Exactly. And it's a, end pride, well, yeah. a pride thing yeah. as well. You know, you don't want to go out like that, but, yeah, that's first and foremost, but then obviously second, secondary as well. Yeah, these are uh, – I definitely – national team as well. You have to think about national team yeah. with the game coming up that you need to be performing well with your club in order to be able to get called in there and then also step into that environment and be able to play well. So you got to check all the boxes there in order to be able to go into those games ready to compete and play big minutes for Canada. Oh, man. Yeah, these next three games are big. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward massive, to it. So. Massive games, man. So, man, obviously, you've been Orlando, you've been to, in Toronto, uh, NCAA player. Is Europe, would Europe ever be in the future? You, you think for yourself, if, if opportunity came? Yeah, man, I would. Um, as, as a kid, I dreamed about playing in Europe. So, yeah. I'm still, still there to this day. So, if the opportunity came and it made sense and okay. I could go play in Europe, I would definitely. Definitely would not pass up on it because it's a dream of mine. And, you know, it's just another way for me to test myself to see where I am, where I'm, where I'm at ability wise and all that yeah. type of stuff. So it's, um, it's a good gauge. It's obviously would be a higher level and it would, yeah, I think um, just continue the competitiveness that I have for myself would be going out there and competing yeah. with it. You know, the best of the best. Yeah. Because you're uh, well, you're 90, 95. Yeah, 95. Yeah, so you're 26. So you're still young, man. Still you know, young. Of, you still got a, it. A lot of football left. <laughs> that's, that's why you're playing all the minutes, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's why you can play three games in, in seven days, right? Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta do it all I can. Man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, bro. So before we finish, man, just a couple of quick hitters, man. We got to get to you. So first one, favorite restaurant in Toronto? Mm, favorite restaurant? I'm going to... It was Ama, but Ama closed. I was. Uh, I know, bro. Ama is fire, man. Yeah, I was frequent in that place like nobody's business. Me and my fam. Bro, Ama's fire. Um, favorite one now? Where would I? Maybe because I haven't been there in a while, and we we ate there a lot as well as a family. Is uh, Khao San Road? Have you? I don't know. Have you been there before? No, no, no. It's a Thai place. It's good. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good, okay. and we. We went there a lot, so I'll, I'll put that one there. Okay, I'll put that on the list. This guy's going to go there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorite stadium to play in? Other than BMO, I'll say, and uh, I'll say Orlando. Other than those two, the ones you've been to so far. Favorite stadium. I mean, it was empty, but I can only imagine what it would be like. Full would be like when I, when I played the Champions League game against uh, Cruz Azul at Azteca. Just oh, the history yeah. of the stadium and all that. Obviously, it was empty. Is, it, is, it, is that where Mexico's playing the, their net games? I right? believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Are they going to have fans back for that? Yeah, they are. Woo! Yo. So that could Yo, be watch your head. You're going to get lighter. <laughs> that's going to be an experience. That's, yeah. yeah, that's Teca. And I heard, yeah, even talking to Ash, Ash has played down there. He said it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, the, just the how big the stadium is and all the history that is in there, yeah, it's been stadium, in there. you know, is, is crazy. So I, I would have to put that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Favorite what about your, th- yeah, you got it. You go, go. No. Yeah. Like when you got a trip and you know, your schedule, you got a road trip. What's like the favorite city road city just to be in, like, you don't even have to play, like just being there. 
um the the la ones are always nice to go to just it's a different it's a it's a different um speed and everything out there yeah. you know people LA's are different the place is different and i i've been there a couple off seasons now in a row with um with my family so i i enjoy going out there it's uh it's a cool place yeah so surprised you didn't say columbus man <laughs> <laughs> Columbus, a good ah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to ask Liam about that one, bro. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay, this one we're both we're both excited to hear about this. Yeah, this know it. We need we need to hear obviously a, if you have one a best story with uh, Kaka. Yeah, I, maybe my, first interaction and best story. We gotta hear. Yeah. First interaction was I was coming in late to Orlando because I needed uh, like my visa and all my paperwork uh, ready in order to travel. So. I think I missed the first two days of preseason or so. So I'm walking to the locker room. Guys are already outside training. So I thought I was going to walk in. It was going to be empty. So I'm on my phone. Uh, I just finished. Like, I was texting my mom, actually telling her, um, hey, like, I just got here. Like, facility, it's crazy. Like, can't believe, like, can't believe I'm here type stuff. Yeah. Texting, and I'm with one of the team admins. And he's like, okay, yeah, this is the locker room. Like, your seat's right there. And he like points up to where my seat is and I lift my head up from my phone and literally two seats down is Kaka sitting there like, <laughs> like just tying his shoe. Like I, he had, he was, he just finished getting treatment was leaving to go home. And I look up, I was just like, nah, there's no way that's. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first um, interaction with him. I was like, and you know, obviously super humble, super nice guy. Yeah. Introduced himself to me, I introduced myself and yeah, just, that was my first time meeting him. It was kind of, it was kind of crazy. Crazy, man. And then, uh, you would just say best, best story. If you have one with him. Yeah. Maybe on the field, off field doesn't, yeah. Either or. Yeah. Two, one, my debut is in Chicago. I came on for him. Oh, which true. Was, oh. Which was cool. And then second was he had invited me and a few guys on the team for a barbecue at his house. And wow. we had just went out to the back directly and didn't go through his house. And then he took me and one of the other guys, the, another rookie, inside and he showed us his uh ballon d'or trophy which was what that was crazy that was crazy bro like i don't think like the casual fan who because we have casuals that listen to this won't get like this is like i don't how could you compare it to Pavala, to some people that wouldn't not like i don't even this know like, like this, this guy's is, like this I'm is like, like okay this is maybe i can't say lebron but like this is I levels. mean, yeah, levels. You could, yeah, you could. Level, you know what I mean? Like, because like bringing you to his house and showing his, yeah, and the NBA Finals MVP trophy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. it's like Steve Nash, maybe Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah. like a decent, yeah, like, like a high MVP. level. Like this is this is the guy that last before Modric won. It was the last player to win the Ballon d'Or between yeah. this Messi and Ronaldo. Bro, it's true. Yeah, so that put it in that puts it in perspective for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Bro, Kakada's peak at those like the AC Milan days was just oh. different. <laughs> and as as I got like more calm and like I would speak to him obviously on a daily basis, he's my teammate. I showed him a picture. I had my brother send me a picture because we have a picture of this dude on our wall. Me and when me and my brother shared a room on yeah. on the wall, it was him in his AC Milan jersey, like super young. And I like show. I was like, look, I had like we've had this picture on our wall for like, <laughs> yeah. a, like decades yeah. now. You know, what I mean, and who would have thought that like you'd be playing with us? Like that's yeah. crazy. And you got the chest wild. to play. It's wild. Unbelievable. That's sick. Bro, I loved Kaka. Like, yeah, he's one of my favorites going up too. Yeah, he's incredible. All right, can we have? Uh, let's see, best Akron memory if you have one. Best Akron memory, I would say, was making the the final four of the of the NCAA, NCAA tournament that was you know big time for me because that was obviously we were playing really well that season high level mm-hmm. and there was a lot of good teams and good players you know guys that ended up going on and becoming pros as well within those four teams so I would say that was the biggest moment because we also had a really really good season so oh. that's dope I love like final four I love I think like the whole structure of like North American sports especially American ones like following ball March Madness is like the thing. Yeah, right? the final, final four. I, I've, I've, I've come to before. I was like, oh, I don't know why. Like they've structured soccer so much, like yeah. a baller NBA season, like for, in America. But then when I played in it, you, it, the hype definitely, it, like it helps all the hype and all that. You know what I mean? And yeah. 
it's fun. It's fun. I won't lie. Yo, the one thing though was in the NCAA, if you play a game in the regular season, it goes to extra time and it just goes to like 120. And then when the buzzer goes, it just game yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. That's the most that's the most whack thing I've seen. Yeah, even even normal time, like there's a it's it, there's um a clock that's counting down, and then once like you know when it's half time because you hear the the loud like Dude, the buzzer goes off. Yeah, yeah, it's Jeez, crazy. I didn't know that. And if you shoot and the buzzer goes off, as long as I think I remember it, that if the ball's in mid air or you've already struck it, it's good. But like. If you shoot and like if you shoot and the buzzer goes off before you shoot, then it wouldn't have counted if you scored. Oh Lee, I didn't know that. It kind of like, like ball, you know, like if oh, you yeah. release the ball and it's in the air already in, or left of your hand, then it's good. Jeez. Weird. Hail Mary, Hail Mary of soccer as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pav, you got the next one? Yeah, I'm interested. I don't know if you're a Nike guy or Adidas guy, but your your favorite boots that you can remember. All time. Yeah. Um, I was with Adidas when I first joined Orlando, and now I'm with Nike now. But good move. I don't know any of the retros. Like I like the retro uh, vapors, like the the Ronaldo R nines, or you know the Predators, the um, the Beckhams or Zidane. Like what did you wear as as a kid? Like what were your first few pairs of shoes? What did you wear? My first soccer. My first shoes were Adidas. They were uh, Preds. Yeah, Preds always. Yeah. The strap, man, the elastic going the around. The best, yeah. like, elastic going around, man. Yeah, man. You had that. You had to have that. Yeah. All right, what, uh, what club did you support growing up? A European club. It was Barca. Barca, Barca now, Barca to even Barca. It was Barca then and Barca now. So, you so, so it's kind of peak for you right now. Bro. Yeah, peak. <laughs> I was watching him play yesterday. I was like, oh, this is not it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, still still supporting the guys. But yeah, that's okay. pretty much supported the whole time. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're finished now. They they've just rebuilt poorly. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. They, I mean, they have no money. They're gonna have to go. I know. Through. It's gonna be a tough two, three, maybe even four years for them before they get back to yeah being where they're at before. You know. I know. Bro. It's tough, man. I support Arsenal, so I mean, I can't yeah, really. It's not much, man. <laughs> You've been in the gutter a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot longer, bro. All right, last couple. Uh, you're welcome to the league moment. Where you're like, okay, I'm here. Your moment you kind of had. Maybe it was your well, debut. Like, welcome to like some, like, yeah, something that happened. You're like, wow, okay, like, I'm here. That moment you had. Um, I would say probably j- like, what would it have been? Maybe like just interactions with older guys in the team and like, you, you know, you watch stuff on TV and people always say like rookies always get like older guys always pick on rookies types yeah. stuff, you know? So I would say maybe that when I first came and, you know, some of the older, like older guys being hard on you, that was my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always carrying the stuff after training. I remember that. Exactly. Yeah. Keeping, you, keeping you grounded. <laughs> was it was it like that at uh, Akron as well with like rookies? Yeah, at, at Akron, actually, there's a tradition that once you whether you're a rookie or you transfer over they they um the team holds a barbecue at someone one of the guys houses one of the local guys houses in his backyard and it's players only and you eat you, you eat have fun whatever and then at the end of it the seat the older guys get to shave your head like doesn't matter if you have long hair like <laughs> dre- like crazy like they have to shave your head holy no. And I, I saw a guy come in with, like, he was working hard on it, like, <laughs> long, blonde hair, past his shoulders, and they're like, yeah. Oh, that's gone. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, we got to cut that. And, like, he was fighting. He's like, nah, I've had this for four or five years. Like, but they cut it. You know, that's, the, that's what they do at Akron. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Yeah. So, best and worst thing about being a professional footballer? Best I'll say I'm just doing what I love, and worst thing is everything you do is under a microscope, you know. So yeah, yeah. gotta gotta tread lightly and gotta make sure you're not doing anything to yeah. piss people off. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, how tough people- is it? Like, how annoying is it with like media? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you want to say what you really feel, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might get you suspended or a fine or something like that. But 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've been I haven't had too many instances where I was like, yeah, I, I like I'd love to crush so and so, but yeah, sometimes you know you play a game or refs make bad decisions and you want to call people out, but you know you technically, I mean, you could, but there's gonna be consequences for it, so like that part's a little bit hard. Yeah, yeah, fair. Okay, this was the question from the the, the special guest. Oh, because <laughs> he said it, him and a few guys used to dog you for loving Starbucks so much. So we want to know what your Starbucks order is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me tell y'all the story, man. I was going to go pick up Poso. We both were right next to each other. And as I pull out of my garage of my building, there's a Starbucks right there in the metro. And I was running into the metro anyway. So I was like, Yo, so you want like a coffee? I'm like, he would usually get me uh Balzacs because that was right yeah. underneath where he lived. So the Starbucks was closer to where I live. So I was like, yo, you want a, like a coffee real quick? And uh, before this, honestly, before I met them, I wasn't really a big coffee guy <laughs> in general, yeah. but they kind of, they, I won't lie, they put me, they put me on. Yeah, this guy's so I was like, yo, so you want a Starbucks? And also was like, nah, I'm good. And then he went into the facility and told Ash, like, joking, he's like, yo, this guy, Richie, tried to ask me if I want a Starbucks this morning. And Ash, <laughs> Ash ran with it. He was telling everybody, he's like, you know, don't talk to this guy. He drinks Starbucks. You know, <laughs> Ash being the coffee guy he is, he was like, nah, Richie, you got it. You got balls, actually. You got Sam James. You got blah, blah. I was like, yo, it was right next to my house. I just wanted to know. I was trying to be nice, you know? And ever since that day, he just. Wow. <laughs> Of course, though. You know, Ash, of course, is going to ride you for that. Exactly, one. exactly. <laughs> That's funny, bro. All right, last one, man. Last one. We need a starting 11, best starting 11 of players you've played with. You can include yourself in it as well if you want. Best starting 11. Keeper and everything. Damn, it's a tough one. Best or your favorite, whatever. You're building a starting 11. A whatever makes it easier with. for you. Yeah. My what? Would you say like, my, my best starting like of guys that I played with? Guys you played with, yeah. so you're yeah, your favorite. It doesn't have to be the best. Like if you're building a team, guys you play with. So you're not gonna throw no shade at nobody, but I know some people are gonna get cut off. It's okay. Yeah, you might, you might, I might wake up with with some with with some text messages. <laughs> I think Ash did too, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me think. Uh, goalie, I play with. I'm trying to think of keepers you played. I'm trying to think as well. I'd say Milan, just for experience-wise, but I don't know. You got Milan. Like, nah. You got, you got <laughs> nah, Milan. Milan's a guy. Yeah, Milan's an incredible goalie. Um. Yeah, you played with some. I mean, you played with some ballers that I think about. Yeah, because I'm trying to. I'm just trying to think of who was at Orlando when I was at Orlando as well. Joe Bende. I don't yeah, Joe Benny played at TFC too. Yeah. yeah. Uh you played with him, right? Mm-mm. Or no, he came right after. after. Yeah, he came after. Let me come back to goalie. Yeah. Right back. Um, I would put RO. Okay. Um center backs. I'm trying to think of our lines as well. You got you got TFC, you got Mavinga. Yeah, I'd put him, he'd be in there. Mavinga would be Canada. You got the Daniel, you got Kamar. Don't think too much, man. It could be whoever. Let's just see. Let's see. I'll just follow my, you know, I'm just gonna put my dogs. I'm gonna put a line up with my yeah, dude. Do, do that. That's what I asked you. Just do that. Do that. Do that. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put Ash, Kamal. Daniel, Aro, I'd put Oso. Gotta put Kaka in there. Oso yeah, and Kaka. Of course. Ooh, Easy. <laughs> um, who else is there? I need a six. Oso's on midfield. Put Liam. Yeah, Liam. Shut and up. then I would put. Um, Alfonso and Tejan gotta be there. Of course. And then striker, I'll put I'll put Kyle. Okay, that's a squad. <laughs> that's a squad. <laughs> Listen, there's so there's honestly you play with a lot. Of, I know it's tough. Like it's tough. 
easily put Josie and Mike in there. Yeah, I know. So they're not. Nah, there's so there's there's honestly so many people. I'm just thinking straight off the top Even of my the dogs, head. man. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. I'll do, that, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. bunch of do the man. That's the man. Yeah. I was, that was all Canadian guys plus um Kaka. Yeah. Aro and Kaka. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So yeah, it's man, that's pretty much all we that's pretty much all we have, bro. We're, we really appreciate you coming on, man. And you know, I was talking to Mike. Like I tell right now, I'm telling like all my casual friends of soccer to be like, man, let's get behind this Canadian men's national team, bro. Cause I think you guys are obviously on the verge of doing something really special. And uh we're all hype and ready to go. I can't wait to I gotta get to BMO for that your next uh, round of game. Who's you guys play at home? Next we one. just have one against Panama. We have against Mexico. Panama, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get to that one. But man, yeah, exciting, man. We're we're ready to go, ready to watch and see you guys build and continue. And obviously, all the best in uh, the rest of the MLS season. Hope you guys can end on a high. And and yeah, but we'll be watching, bro. We'll be watching for sure. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for having me on this. I know it was fun. I appreciate. Oh it. yeah, yeah, big respects. Yeah, big no, I'm spreading the word over here, man. I got yeah. guys over here checking games. They're like waking up in the morning, sending in a group chat about Canada all or right, like the right. players and everything. So it's good. It's like I'm proud, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. a couple of years ago, I might not be talking about the team so highly or like performances or even matches coming up. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah we got a game that, tonight. That's the buzz around the entire country, exactly, or man. Yeah. in general. So that's it's 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 a good feeling to be honest. Absolutely. You want to sign us off, Mike? Absolutely. Um, obviously, everybody that's listening, thank you. This episode will wait. Actually, sorry. Be... Oh my before goodness. We, yeah, before no, <laughs> no way, we'll get it to it. But do you know you have anything you got to plug first, Richie? Off the field? Anything you, you need to plug? Anything you got to plug? Off the field, you got anything going on you want people to know about? Um, no, not quite yet, but okay. If I do, if I do, I'll circle back with you guys. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely run it back. Of course, run it back. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's all good, bro. Yeah, this full video will be on YouTube. So if you want the visuals for it, go there, check it out. If not, get it how you usually get it. If you're not already showing love to Richie, go and show him as much love as possible and show the team as much love as possible because we're grateful for him and everybody that's making noise in Canada. So then another episode, another episode just offside with me, Mike Pavella. And Keith McCubbin, we're signing off. Peace.